You know, once you get tired of getting stepped on, you, you'll make changes. Ultimately, it's up to you. All the power is already in your hands. And that was the pep talk that helped all of us to get out of the rut we were in. Hey, this is Michelle Spiva, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as I talk with you about how to reshape your reality. I'll see you on the flip. The pep talk from the A part came from a person that came in to talk to us at one of my first jobs when I was away from home for uh, uh, undergrad as a freshman in college. And I still remember a little bit of that pep talk because it was not what I wanted to hear at the time. Uh, We had a bully. Let's just be honest. We had a bully (laughs) at, at the job, the position. And we were doing a lot of complaining and whining to management. And management was like, buck it up, buttercup. And, you know, you can change your reality. And ultimately, I took the advice and I did it because I got to the point where I hated going to work, but I needed to work. Um, and so I was thinking about that the other day as I was um, uh, talking to someone else who was having a situation in their life. And they actually asked them, they were like, how do you just get the reality that you want? And I was like, I don't think I do that. But then uh, when I asked another friend they were like you know yeah you do and we do um this this other friend like myself they own their own business and you know we have to do it and i and it's sometimes amazing how much we take for granted there is a statement called the curse of knowledge and what it is is it's the concept that when you do something on a regular uh you tend to forget that that might not be Uh, something that everybody knows. And so there are certain life skills that I have uh, been able to look at through other people's lenses recently that I didn't realize that maybe I need to share this. And so I'm going to be sharing with you guys today how to reshape your reality. And I'm only going to give you five, uh, five, five that you can use because, uh, today I think if this is, if if, if that can do anything else for you, The wisdom smack would be to give you five key points to put you in remembrance of that you can do. Now, I'm not going to tell you, most of the stuff I'm going to tell you is stuff you probably already know. It's just probably going to be couched in a different situation, you know, circumstance with regards to your own reality. So now let's talk about what we're talking about with, with reshaping your reality. To me, your reality is the air you breathe, the water you swim in, you know, your life. And to reshape reality, I have found that it's more, uh, it's more active than passive. And for a lot of people, when you get into the everyday, a lot of times you find that you become passive. I have mentioned it over and over in many of uh, the podcasts, Locus of Control, and how people view their world. And if you have an internal locus of control, you are a person who is more active. You believe that you create your destiny. And then uh, the other person who is external, has an external locus of control, believes that destiny happens to them. And so with reshaping your reality, I 
give you, I'm going to give you five points, but I will couch them in saying that it's going to require a wee bit of internal locus of control where you start to accept or embrace the fact that you're going to possibly need to um, take the bull by its horns and make your own um, destiny and some of this stuff. Okay. So let's go on and get into it. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the five and then we're going to go back through them and break them down a little bit. Okay. So these are not in any particular order. They're just some areas to make you go, aha, or yeah, I remember that, or that's good, you know, and get you going. And I have not, you know, I've picked stuff that you should be able to start doing immediately. So it's not where you have to go and get any other base knowledge and stuff. Okay. Okay. So the first thing is, is, um, to reshape your reality of the outcomes that you want, of the life you want to live, of the emotional state you want to be in, you want to evaluate your personal contracts and social duties. And like I said, I'm going to come back to each one of these a little bit in detail. The second one, understand how order and power work in your life and maybe even in that, the life of your family and friends. Number three, identify your points of suffering. Number four, instill in evolving uh, values. Let me say that one again, instill evolving values. And then number five, uh, define, refine, and rebound. All right, so Yes, indeed. Let's get into this. So these five, like I said before, see, they're not that bad. It's it's not where it's anything deep that you got to cross over burning sands and go through obstacle courses of death to, to get to. No, these are some quick things that you can do um, immediately to start having a different path, a different life, uh, more to your liking. Okay. So let's talk about this first one where you are, uh, where, where you want to evaluate your personal contracts and social duties. And I say this one because this one is one that has been getting people got for quite a while now. Okay. So there is an existential question around this, like, what did I come here it, you know, in this life to do? And am I doing it? You know, that would be the, the biggest thing. And if you don't have a ready knowingness, like, yeah, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, then that might be where you want to evaluate and even just make a decision of what you're going to do in the meantime and in between time, because you do get the right to update and change. You know, the more you know, the, the more strategic or streamlined you get. Uh, with what you uh, are are doing. So like, for instance, let me give you some. Okay, so for me, um, in my personal contract, I, at this particular time, have come here to live my dream and build my dream. And thus, I work for myself. If you believe that you have come here to believe in a cause or to spread something, you may or may not work for yourself. You may be called to work with a bigger alliance, a bigger movement of people who are doing something similar. Because that is, ba- you know, movements are based on beliefs and, um, and, and outcomes and those types of things. So that might be, you know, something else that you're, you're meant to do. And I say this again, because if you don't have some kind of idea 
of what you what you're doing and your personal contracts that you have, you could be wasting a lot of psychic energy running around in circles. You know, another one for me with regards to uh, how I receive my income, I have uh, my personal contract with myself is that the majority, the lion's share, and I'm talking about upwards of eighty percent of my income needs to be residual royalty or recurring. And so that's another thing that is a personal contract that I have. And then let's talk about social duties, okay? Social duties now. Oh boy. (laughs) Y'all bear with me on the social duties because um, these are, I think these are the little boxes that spoil the vine because a lot of stuff can slip in here and take away, you know, dream stealers, energy vampires, so much stuff can go in here and you will have a reality that you feel enslaved to that doesn't bring you any kind of joy or strength and you're like trudging along and it really happens in the social duty area. Now, I talked the other day about responsibilities and duties of, you know, your personal life. Uh, But today I'm talking about social duties, how you interact with others and, and those types of things. Okay. So the first one is, do you run your own race to be the best person you can you can be on an ongoing basis. And I ask this because no matter who you are, uh, with how our world is set up, it is so easy to either lose yourself in someone else's race where you care more about that person's life than you do your own. When I was growing up, we had soap operas. And I remember getting home, you know, from the bus and um, there would be soap operas still on the TV when I would get home and I didn't want to watch that stuff. Uh, But I would often be asked by certain people like, what happened today on Guiding Light or whatever? I was like, I don't know. I don't care. And and I, I just never got into why would people be so much more interested in other people's drama? I was like, why? And I would come to realize that if you don't watch it, uh, other people's lives, the their drama and those things can be very addictive where you kind of give away your power of uh, what you're doing in your own life. Because when you have to run your own race to be the person that you, you were meant to be, it, it takes it takes um, muscles of concentration, focus, self determination, self discipline, and all these things. And it's an easy cop out to look at other people's lives as a form of entertainment, so that you don't have to pay attention to your own. So don't let that little fox spoil uh, what you're trying to do in this life by paying attention to other people's things. And I'm not talking about you know trying to keep up with the Joneses. I'm, I, I'm that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about paying the foremost attention to what you've got going on in your own life. Because if you pay attention to what you've got going on in your own life, it's not going to leave much room for you to to be too interested in other people's lives in, you know, the way of gossiping and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So do that. And then this is a big one on this one. Uh, When you're looking at evaluating your social duties, one of the things that I have uh, found that people are not aware of in their interpersonal relationships has been that sometimes they fall victim to certain elements that zap away 
your freedom of being your own person. And I'm going to just focus on two real quick that don't get talked about a lot because we are very much, you know, familiar with certain um, abuses and stuff like that, uh, that, that are the, the mainstays of, uh, you know, relationships. But I'm going to talk about two that don't necessarily come up. And those two are when you are in relationship with either friends or or significant others, sometimes these two can be there and they will zap your life away where you'll be living your life based on what uh, someone else wants for you, what someone else says you should do and you should have and you should be. And sometimes you might not even realize it's happening until it's called out. So I want you to evaluate to make sure you're not falling victim to one, money bullies, or two, emotional terrorists. And let me let me just tell you real quickly what those two are. So money bullies. Money bullies are people that if you have a relationship with someone, have you ever had a relationship with someone and every time you talk to them, they want you to hang out with them to go do something that they're only interested in. And you kind of try to beg off or you show disinterest only for them to come back and say, oh, I got you. I'll pay for it. And before you know it, you've gotten into this habit of them already assuming that you're going to do stuff with them. So they buy the tickets or they say, well, I already bought them. I already have them. And you're like, I do not want to go and see um, clowns, you know, terror clowns in circus, you know, or whatever it may be. And, uh, but you feel this obligation because they have become these money bullies where they're always offering to pay and thus they call the shots on your social interaction. And it might sound innocent, but you do this for, um, for a while and you will get lost in what you like to do as a person and regrets will start and um, dread will start to seep in. And people wonder, how could I have been friends only, you know, to the point where it gets to be where you just want to ghost them after, you know, a few years and don't realize that this has been because unbeknownst maybe to them and you, they've been a bit of a money bully, you know, by trying to, to sway how the, um, relationship goes by buying their way and then dangling over you. Well, I already got it. I got you. Uh, you know, or, or if you say you don't want to, you know, you beg off, well, I already, you know, paid this money, you know, and, and, and those types of things. I want you to free yourself without guilt. And then the emotional terrorists, these emotional terrorists are going to be the people who, uh, they always involve you in their crap, in their drama. And you're like, oh my God, I just really don't want to sit on the phone with you for three hours with you telling me this craziness because it's usually going to be something that's highly drama filled. It's going to suck you in. You're going to give them advice because you want the drama to stop. It usually upsets you and they don't take your advice and they just keep it going. And before you know it, you are sucked into this crazy world of theirs when you didn't ask for it, but you feel guilt if you want to bow out and say, please don't tell me about that. Don't call me with that. And you know, every time you turn around, they that's all they want to talk about is this foolishness that, I, that they have going on. I'm going to just tell you right now with emotional terrorists, they, um, they wreak havoc, like kamikaze havoc. And that's 
they have this all or nothing. If you are not there to support them with this foolishness, then you're not their friend. And then the heavy guilt and the, you know, maybe even antics, um, extreme emotional antics start to happen. So be careful of those. And those are two that I wanted to highlight today because if they, if, if they, I mean, if you don't watch it, this can happen because it's becoming more and more prevalent now. So I wanted to call attention to those. So y'all, Ooh, that's the first one, evaluating your personal contracts and your social duties. So let me go on and get, get to these others so we can get through them, okay? This next one is really powerful, and I think it is one of the fastest ways to reshape the reality you want, and that is to look at how order and power work in your life. And in the book, um, Homo Deus, uh, I've mentioned that book before and I'll drop it in the in the show notes so you can have it. Uh, in the latter part of the book, the author talks about some projections of things and he gives a little bit of history. And I like how succinctly he puts them because I, I learned this, but he was just able to put it in, in the right words. And this is what he talks about. He says that if you don't, if you don't watch it, you will have given away your order, uh, your sense of order and power. And so he talks about how Religion, uh, rituals, and beliefs are set up. Now, this is for the masses that he talks about this, but this also works in your own life too. So that's why I'm borrowing from him. From him. And so, uh, uh, Yuval Noah. Um, I always get his last name wrong, you guys, but I'll, I'll put it in the uh, show notes. So the author talks about this order um, as being a sense of religion. And so he, he talks about how when you are working with the masses, that religion is a great way to establish order and morality and ethics across a peoples. And in your personal life, look at the order in your life. And um, when, when I talk about the religion, the rituals and the beliefs, I want you to look at updating them. And uh, to look and make sure that you are not having a strangulation on your ability to create the reality that you want. Um, I've talked oftentimes about how you want to have flexible re- uh, beliefs and how, and, and we're going to be talking about that actually in the next one, and how you want to make sure that you are not cutting off the supply of vitality and life based on um, stale understandings or stringent rules that you know you have put on because i found that sometimes in our our ways we approach our rituals our beliefs and our religions if you don't watch it more and more rules of expectation can be put on to you where you feel like you're in a straitjacket and you're just stuck in this rut and so that's one of the areas to look at and look at it not only for yourself but for yourself your friends and your family and if you see that you are um out of sync with others that's a Another thing that you want to identify, because it's hard to have um, order in your life when you've got family and friends who have a different sense of order, it can cause some schism. So look at that and make the changes accordingly. And then with power, in this book, he talks about power being science and how um, 
they use science to um, understand the world and even in politics and those types of things. Well, guess what? The power in your life comes a lot of times, not necessarily from the, the rigorous sciences, but personal steps and habits and the way you go about doing things, um, simple things uh, like making sure that you stay orderly. And, and I know I talked about order but in the first one, but real, you know, power in your life and how to understand how it works in your life is do you have a sense of control over um, how your life goes? Do you feel like you wake up and, and you have a sense of purpose? Well, one of the things you can do is go back and uh, uh, review the steps that you take each day to, to do what you do. A lot of times, they need to be updated from, from time to time. And I will tell you that if you don't, if like I said, if you don't watch it, you'll fall into these rote behaviors and patterns and you do things on autopilot only to look up and realize that you are not in control of building the reality you want. And have you ever had it where a few years have gone by and you're not where you thought you were going to be? Well, one of the areas is to look at the order and the power in your life and see if these coincide with where you want to be. And if they don't, update them, change them. And you can start by looking at how you look at keeping the order in your life and how you look at maintaining or growing your power. Okay. And a big thing is with that, look at your habits and the daily steps you take or don't take. And that will be great ways to adjust and get yourself to where you want to be. So the third one is, is to identify your points of suffering. And this is a big one. Um, if you feel that you have something that is persistent or unrelenting pain, that is definitely an area that you need to look at. If it is a physical pain, of course, take care of it. If it is an emotional pain, which a lot of times it is, don't be afraid. Get the help. Do what you need to. Because a lot of times it is because we keep trying to submerge those pains and ignore them thinking they're going to go away. And they don't. You know, so look at that. Now, this is the next one that's really big with reshaping your reality when you look at your points of suffering. What sacrifices or even offerings that have returned nada? I mean, you have done stuff and it has just not worked out for any good and, and you're feeling depleted or even ripped off. You know, what high costs do you continue to hang on because you've just put so much into it that you don't want to turn around now? You don't want to stop doing it now because you've already made so much investment in it. This is something that you need to look at. And I'm going back to um, the book Homo Deus and uh, religion and stuff. And a lot of times to keep people invested in an ideal of an order, uh, religions would require sacrifice. And these sacrifices uh, were the, the marketing of these sacrifices to the people was that you can show your faith, you can show your belief in all of this by the sacrifices. But the undercurrent was if we get people to have sacrifice and suffering, they will stick with it because come on now, if you uh, have a little pain attached to this belief, 
uh, and you continuously do it on a regular basis, you're not going to give up on it or walk away from it too too much too soon. And so this is, um, I don't want to call it a ploy, but it is something that people do and they don't realize it, that if you're not seeing a return on your investment for the reality you want, stop making those sacrifices and offerings that are of high cost, including relationships that you are not legally bound to continue having and move forward. Choose a different friendship. Choose a different path. Retake your reality back to build what you want. And that brings me to the fourth one, which is to instill evolving values. One of the things that I say over and over again, and that I am so glad that I got the memo on a long time ago was to make your beliefs flexible and fluid. If you, and I call this the five-year sniff test to stay up to date, when is the last time you went through a mental inventory of what you believe, why, and the outcome of it? If you haven't done that, then I challenge and encourage you at the same time to go through and just go through your beliefs. Why do you believe that? Is it because of external programming? Is it because of societal norms that you think if you don't, then you'll get shunned? Is it because you don't know why? Because that's a big one for people. If you go through your belief systems and you see that they're not flexible and fluid to continue to move forward, then you need to you need to go through those. Um, think about it. Why is it that we don't believe the same way we did just 50 years ago? It's because values are made to evolve and they shift with the times. You know, why is it that you can listen to something or read something or, be, or, or some type of entertainment 10 years ago that makes you cringe today? Because the social consciousness has morphed, changed, evolved, and refined itself. Uh to, to not have tolerances for stuff that used to be totally tolerated. Why is it that when I was growing up and my mother wanted to go into the grocery store and shop, she could roll the windows down and we had to stay in the car. And nowadays we do, now I know why, but I'm, I'm just using this, you know. And nowadays, if you see a child or a, a pet in that car, they could go to jail. Yes. And so, you know, just evolving uh, ideas. And the thing is, is you also want to like review social norms and movements. Be real aware of social movements uh, because this is where the belief zeitgeist is moving. Do I believe that you have to believe everything somebody else does? No, sure don't. But I do want you to be aware of it so that you can understand what the, um, the, what the environment around you is doing and you don't have to go through extra clashes when you're trying to build your new reality. And then the fifth one is define, refine, and rebound from this old life. If any of these other four you have found that you need to change, well then the way you go about doing it is to define what it is you really do want. So when you're when you're defining something, Journal. That's one of the best ways to do it. Journal or write it down, tear it up, burn it up. And, you know, and, and one of the things I, I, I have found is it's sometimes easier to start with what you don't want as opposed to what you do want. And you can whittle down to what you want once you've 
crossed off all the things that you know you definitely no longer want, that you definitely no longer have the patience or the the uh, time or the investment to put up with. And so define it, whittle it down. Um, you can do it through journaling, affirmation, actions, take action on it, or even future casting with I am statements full of hope. The next thing is, is when you want to refine it, cut away all the stuff that dilutes your desired reality. Cut away the relationships that no longer uh, serve you and do it in a, you know, a tactful way. (laughs) Cut away um, the need to live up to other people's standards, you know, like running your own race. Cut away any uh, things that make you fall victim, whether it be money bullies and emotional terrorists to, you know, other stuff. And then when you want to rebound, be ready to release self-pity. This is one that lurks in the darkness. And sometimes you'll be having, you'll be walking around in the spirit of self-pity and don't even realize that it is what has your, 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 has you bent over looking at the ground, not thinking that you either deserve or can ever have what you really want. Stop wallowing in regrets, shame, guilt, or inadequacy. Do something for yourself that shows you that you're moving forward, even if it is just simply taking the first step to do something that scares you, something that is slightly above what you could have hoped for or wished for. Take the plunge, put some skin in the game, do what you need to, but whatever you do, don't linger on losses or stay in the safe zone where self-pity can snatch you up and string you up and deny you the reality that you want to have. So those are the five ways, five secrets, you know, five golden wisdom nuggets that you can use to reshape your reality. Let me go back over those really quickly as we come to a close today. And that is, I want you to identify um, all of those personal contracts and social duties that you you operate in. I know you might not think you have them, but you do. And then understand how order and power work in your life. After that, identify your points of suffering and then instill in evolving values. And after you've done that, it's time to get to work by defining, refining, and rebounding to become the person that lives this new reality that you said that you are going to have. And I'm going to tell you, if you just believe in yourself, doing these things will get you so far ahead and having the reality you want, it'll blow your mind. So guess what? Yes, my time is up and I thank you for yours. This is Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another episode of Wisdom Smack. I am going to see you tomorrow. Check the show notes for how to support us. And don't forget to use our Amazon link to support the show at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. I'll see you tomorrow. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out 
by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.